just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. What's happening guys, it's time for another episode of the Next Level Guy Show podcast with your favourite shooter, Ian Dawson Mackay. Next Level Guy is a go-to men's interview, interest and improvement website where I quiz the experts to find out the hacks, tips, methods and protocols that you can implement in your own life to take it to the next level and live happier, healthier, wealthier, sexier and so much more. Today's guest is Professor Gustavo Gasparian, who is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Mixed Martial Arts instructor Bachelor of Physical Education and Certified Personal Trainer. He's a legend in the sport of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's the creator of the much-loved BJJ information site, MMA Leech, and his analysis into performance has been used in many research works. He's competed and won many of the industry titles and is now passing on his extensive knowledge to the next generation of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioners. In this interview, we discuss his story, how to excel at the sport, how to build a brand, how to cope with becoming a father and the work you need to do to keep the relationship working with your partner. In this interview, Gustavo is very open and honest and I know it will help anyone looking to you know, patch the uh, rift in their relationship to get it back or take it to a new level. Um, he'll help anybody that's looking to excel themselves at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or building a brand, uh, you know, taking in a passion and making a success out of it. Um, he teaches you how to heal yourself or your relationship and everything in between. He shows you how you can find the strength inside yourself, to find the solutions to the problems you have, chase your dreams and become the man you want to be, and also become a badass at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. This is a great interview, I really enjoyed doing this one. My apologies to Professor Gustavo and to the listeners, my mic does start getting a bit dodgy near the end. Hopefully that won't have too much of an impact in your listening pleasure. I just thought it would be best to put it out as it is. You can still hear there's a slight bit of effect on my mic. It's only on my side, but I thought it was better not to redo my audio because then that would impact the actual validity of the conversation. I'd rather put it out as it was and hope that you get as much from this as I did. And now let's get to the interview. Well, thank you very much for doing this, Gustavo. I've been a massive fan of yours for ages now. I'm a big fan of your fights. I tried to mimic some of your moves and passing, etc., in my own jiu-jitsu. Now, you've also created one of the biggest and best BJJ tutorial and info sites out there, which is called MMA Leech. But for those of my audience who maybe don't know who you are, you know, and they're interested in who you are, how would you introduce yourself? You know, because you do have a fantastic job. Yeah. I, you know, I was born in Brazil in Curitiba. Uh, that's the town of the famous Chuda Box Academy. That it was one of the biggest MMA teams in the world. They had uh, champions everywhere, especially on Pride, and uh, they had uh, then they migrated to UFC. So I started training Jiu Jitsu in 1997. When I was, let's say, maybe 22, and a little late actually for the Brazilian standards, but you know, the jiu-jitsu also got late to my town. You know, jiu-jitsu was very famous uh, 
in Rio de Janeiro, northern Brazil, but my town and southern Brazil, it, it got a little late. It got there after the UFC in 1993. So I started training in 1997 and I got, I stayed there up to my purple belt and then I moved to the U.S. I was training under the Carlson Gracie team, under Carlos Lima, who is now a coral belt straight from um, the late Carlson Gracie senior. And uh, then I moved to the U.S. I started training here as a purple belt. I started teaching as a purple belt because, you know, my idea coming to the U.S. was first work at, as a personal trainer because I had graduated in physical education and personal training in Brazil. But then, and at that time I was a purple belt. And then I saw that, you know, jiu-jitsu was, there was a huge demand for jiu-jitsu, even though I was a purple belt. There was already, you know, people were asking me, you know, to to teach. I posted some advertisings on, on internet on the, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Craigslist that back then it was big, but right now it's not as much. But, and then I started having people interested and I started teaching as a purple belt already, private lessons. So... So you actually started advertising there. So Craigslist. you actually started advertising there. Yeah, Craigslist. Uh, back then in maybe 2006, <laughs> I started advertising private lessons there as a as a purple belt because at the time purple belt was kind of you know a, a, you know it was a good belt to teach. There wasn't many. There weren't many purple belts around. So then I started you know as I was. Also training at the regular gym, I started teaching uh, privates, and then I started teaching uh, group classes at the gym. So, yeah, and then eventually, then I moved to Fabricio Verdun gym as a brown belt already. And then at that point, I was already teaching. Uh, that was my job, you know, teaching jiu-jitsu. When I just got in, in the U.S., I was doing a bunch of little things like uh, delivering pizza and valet and all that stuff mixed with the private lessons. And then eventually I switched all to teach jiu-jitsu. And then I stayed at, at Fabrizio Verdun's for maybe six, seven years, got my black belt from him, was the main instructor for all those years. And, you know. And after I got my black belt, then I started, I created MMA Leech in 2012 because I realized that money-wise, you know, I had hit a ceiling already. You know, I, I didn't have more hours you know, on the day to keep teaching. So, you know, I started trying to make some money online. I created uh, MMA Leech not only for that, but also to help people because at that time in 2012 there was of course a lot of people on youtube and doing instructional videos and stuff and i thought that well you know i can do that too you know i i thought that was good enough you know i i, I watched some videos and i thought well I, I think i can teach better sometimes even even better than these guys and then I started uh, doing and releasing the videos on YouTube. And then I realized, quickly realized that it was 
actually tougher than I thought. <laughs> I, you know, eventually I gave, gave big, big props to those guys because I saw that it's, I thought that was way easier, but no, you know, it's hard. It's a hard job. You know, not only to teach online, but create the website and everything. It's, I respected way more that, that grind from those guys, from the, from the earlier guys, because, you know, I think it's normal. Everybody see, oh, well, look at this guy. Look how he's doing. I can do much better and do, and they just criticize. But until they actually start doing, you know, it's, it's a different story. You know, when you start doing, you see that, you know, it's not as easy. So I think, yeah, that's basically what happened. And then I founded MMA Leech. Uh, in the beginning, it was tough, of course. And then eventually I started creating my own courses, uh, selling. And nowadays, uh, it's it's pretty good. So what do you say is that you know because you started so at the very what do you say is that Brazilian Jiu Jitsu because you started at the very beginning of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu that helped you very outset of it. That it helped wave with its inception. You know, you wave with its inception style, you know, you framework your own style, your own framework people would learn it that because there's nothing there would learn it, you had because there's nothing there monopoly and you had to kind of Ability to control how things went, ability to control how things went, basically design it, knowledge, and the flavor that you wanted to put into it. The flavor that you wanted to put into it. Yeah, I think that helped a lot. Not only the the business, but my uh, jujitsu in general and and teaching style. Because back then, when I started in 1997, it was very different, of course. Like nowadays, what I see, it's Jiu-Jitsu is much more uh, accessible for everybody, you know. You can go to the gym and you can start training even if, you know, if you have never trained, if you have never done any physical activity before, um, you know, it's open for everybody, uh, girls, you know, kids, everybody. Back then, when I started, it was really... You know, it was more tailored for the fighters. Like, if you go there and you can cannot survive the first day, you know, you are out. You know, uh, and everybody was training hard. Like, they wouldn't go easy on you, even though you were starting. You know, so it was really uh, back then. It was tailored for the savages and fighters, people that if you were training jujitsu at that time, you were either a fighter, a competitor, or you know. There was no jiu-jitsu for fun or jiu-jitsu for hobby or, you know, even self-defense. Yes, we learned a lot of, uh, you know, training with punches, training, you know, gi, training, all that stuff. But the idea was not really to produce or, or the idea was to produce champions, let's say. You know, that was the whole idea. That It wasn't much, oh, come here, learn so you can defend yourself on the street if something happens. No, the idea was, okay, you go there, you train, and then we're going to schedule a fight for you. You're going to go to a tournament. You're going to represent our gym. And it was hard training, creating athletes instead of, you know, for the general public. So it's, you know, uh, of course, nowadays it's, it's better, I think, for everybody because more people can learn jiu-jitsu. The entry barrier is not as hard. And, of course, we have to we had to do some adjustments right the training cannot be that crazy anymore because we have to fit for everybody for doctors for engineers for uh, women 
So it took a notch down, but at the same time, more people are able now to train and be exposed to jiu-jitsu and get all the benefits that jiu-jitsu has to offer. Well, one of the things that drew me to your videos, well, you know, one of the things that your drew site me to your videos, you know, it's very technical, your site is amazing, your videos are very detailed, your videos are very detailed, you can take something new from you each know, time you, you can take something really good from each break down the time you watch it, you really get out and break down the mood, different angles and scenarios, answer the questions that a lot of beginners have and I found when I started a white belt, even as I'm coming up towards the top end, even as I'm coming up towards the the videos over and over, and I can get something watch the videos over and over, and I can get something new. I understand the concepts better. I understand the concepts better. Your videos help you escalate my game. Your videos really help me. Would you say that your style of would you say that your style of personality resilience? You come across somebody very methodical. You come across somebody methodical. Would you say that you've created your style of jujitsu? Would you say that you've created your style of personality based off your personality? Does your personality have a type of you know, does it have an impact on the you? type of jiu-jitsu I would that say, somebody yeah, learned? My style it? was, of course, developed over the years. Not only the way I uh, perform, but the way that I teach. Uh, I've always been, like, uh, you know, in school, a good uh, student. You know, I, I you know, uh, you know, let's say a nerd <laughs> in the in the school, in the college, and everything. So. I think that helped. I also, you know, went to college. I was I graduated in physical education, which is basically teaching. So I think that helped, and I like really to understand things, you know, because for me it doesn't make sense like just um, like memorizing steps. Okay, you do this, then you do that, then you do that. Step one, two, three. If I, I really want to understand what's happening, why I'm doing this, you know, if I'm doing this is because my opponent is doing that. So even though I, I didn't learn like that, because like I said, back then it was like just savagery, right? People weren't really focused on the instruction. They just wanted to create tough people, tough fighters. But then over time, especially, I think it got better after... I got my black belt really because you know once you get your black belt you know it doesn't mean that you know you know everything it's just beginning there it's just the beginning so I got better at teaching and understanding jiu-jitsu more after the black belt you know by by experimenting when I was teaching at purple belt basically I stopped taking classes because I wasn't taking classes from black belts anymore because I was teaching. So I had to develop and, and, and analyze a bunch of stuff on my own. And I think that helped my style, the analytical style and, and understanding how things, trying always to understand why, right? Why the, the reason, why people are doing this, why people are doing that instead of just giving step-by-step -step instructions without explaining concepts and, and, and fundamental stuff. And that, that took, uh, took yeah, it took a long time for me. I would say after Black Belt, I, I started really understanding Jiu-Jitsu more. Just because, like I said, I never had that as a student. Nowadays, I see that there is so much... I would say it's easier nowadays to understand Jiu-Jitsu because the level of the instruction nowadays is way better. Not only 
talking about me, but everybody, I mean, most people, you know, they are good instructors, you know, they understand the fundamentals and the basics. Back then, it was just like, you know, you go there, do this, and then, you know, if it, don't work, it doesn't work, figure it out by yourself. There wasn't much explanation besides the step-by-step, but, you know, yeah, it took a time, it took a long time, and I'm, you know, again, after the black belt, I felt like I was really starting to understand jiu-jitsu eh? because nobody fully understands nobody knows everything and i'm getting better over the years right now i was promoted to black belt in 2010 so it's nine years as a black belt and the understanding of the art just gets deeper and deeper you know as you go and you start now you know after the purple or brown belt you can start uh, figuring stuff out by yourself, you know, and then even better at the Black Belt Lab, you can just watch some stuff and, and figure out stuff, you know, why they are doing uh, such movements. So I think it was just over time, over time and practicing and really trying to understand stuff instead of just copying and memorizing. So, what would you say is the best way then so to learn the best way then? You know, should somebody come in and focus on the concepts? You know, should somebody come in and focus on the concepts? Balance, universal can affect how somebody learns and develops. Should somebody come in and just learn and develop basic? Or should somebody come in and just learn like basic of some of these curriculums? What do you think people should focus on? What do you think people should focus on? The best way to learn. What's your opinion on the best yeah, way to Yeah, I think it has to be a mix of both because, you know, concepts alone won't uh, take you too far. You know, you might, it's like reading a book, right? You read a book, okay, you understand, but you actually have to apply the, the, the knowledge, right? Just the knowledge is not enough. Um, but at the same time, if you just learn the techniques step by step and don't learn the underlying concepts, you cannot apply uh, those same concepts to other techniques, right? Once you understand a concept and, and, and fundamental movements, you can transfer to other movements, right? You don't, then you can start thinking by yourself and figuring out stuff. If you don't learn the concepts, you are basically just memorizing, you know, Oh, every technique it's step one, two, three, four, five, and then it's just a memorization of the of the game with very little understanding, you know. So I think it has to be a mix of both the concepts and the the technique itself, because again, you know, under like I can watch like YouTube all day long for like a month. Yes, I'm gonna learn a lot, but it you know. It doesn't transfer immediately into skills, right? You have to practice. You have to actually drill the techniques. So I think it's a. It has to be the the mix of both. For the instructors, of course. You know the knowledge and watching hours of tapes and competitions and all that stuff. It helps you to gain knowledge, and so then you can transfer or teach to your students, but. For, you know, the students, you have to really go through this stuff, right? You have, you have to drill. Just the knowledge is not, just the knowledge is not going to save your, your ass on the street or, or even on the gym, on a tournament, right? You have to actually 
do they still apply the knowledge I, I think that's the the balance there yeah, i mean can you think of uh like a change that you've made to your own style of training i mean i consider you world class you know i don't think that's up for debate you've achieved some amazing things but what do you think is like a small change that's given you like a massive level of success from it you know was there something that really like when you implemented it into your own training it really helped you develop evolve quicker than the majority of people who train I I think the biggest thing for me was at the purple belt level when I was teaching already. I was I if I'm not wrong I was training three times a week. I think it was maybe Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, but on Saturday was open mat. So I would roll for basically 3 hours straight just stopping between the rounds to drink some water but that really helped me a lot just the hours on the mat you know like not taking any breaks just rolling 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 i think that made the biggest impact uh, on my game you know i learned a lot i i did that for maybe i don't know like almost my the entirety of my purple belt maybe two years two years and a half something like that every every saturday training three hours in a row just like an open mat right rolling no instruction just rolling and to me that made the biggest impact because you are forced to basically just use the technique because you know you cannot roll for three hours and and count on your explosiveness right you have to use the technique and be patient and and you're gonna get in bad positions and you're gonna have to be you know using the really the technique to to keep training for three hours and i think yeah that definitely i think was the biggest jump in my jiu-jitsu not only in my performance but understanding of jiu-jitsu too right and the timing right like i would just like be super relaxed while rolling because I knew that you know it was very hard for my opponents to do anything to me because any any little changes that they would do I was so connected and so in tune with them that I would do the little adjustments and that really came from from the, the those long hours of training I think that made the, the biggest jump in my jiu-jitsu you know I really like the way that you sort of answer questions. You're very deep. You're very methodical and analytical. But where do you think that part of your personality comes from? You know, was this something from your childhood? Have you always been like this? Or is this something that sort of developed over the last 10, 20 odd years, you know, since you've started jiu-jitsu, et cetera? Uh, you know, I think uh, I think it came that the analytical thinking and, and really... I think it came really from my uh, school years, you know. Uh, I went to really good schools back in Brazil, you know, very uh, analytical <laughs> thinking. And I did a bunch of, uh, you know, I don't know how you how you guys call here, but um, let's say my high school years probably would be the equivalent here. I went to a technical school where i did lots of diagrams and and technical this i don't know the name exactly but uh designs of, of, of uh you know mechanical 
pieces, you know, uh, that helped. I think that's a big part because I was in that school for four years and was a high level, was one of the best schools in, in Brazil. Uh, really, like, exceptional people, you know, super intelligent. Like, I think it came from that analytical thinking from those classes, you know, it made me... Uh, I think I've been always like that, probably, but that just, you know, took to a to a new level, you know, of understanding. And then I took uh, physical education after that in, in college, which is also heavily focused on the human body, so the mechanics, biomechanics. And then I think combining all of that uh, made me have the style that I have today. You know, I think. Uh, I think I would credit that. Where did the, the inspiration for MMA Leech come from? You know, where, why did you start focusing on jiu-jitsu? You know, because you're performing at such a high level. Is it? Have you always had passion for teaching? Is there, was there an inspirational moment that made you decide I want to start my own site? I want to start coaching at a higher level. Did you want to start sharing your style of jiu-jitsu to more and more people? Yeah, I think. Um... You know, the idea really was because I wanted to share what I had learned over, you know, my whole career, not only for my students at the gym, but for a bigger audience. And I thought, the, of course, the Internet was the, the best place. And I started MMA Leech. I, I was not really sure if I would call BJJ Leech or MMA Leech, but then I went to... MMA Leech because I thought it was broader. I could reach more people. Uh, but really, my focus is is jujitsu, right? I, I analyze some stuff. I do some breakdowns and and MMA matches. The use of jujitsu in MMA matches, but it's mostly really jujitsu. And I started MMA Leech basically to to you know spread the what I had learned because. When I was watching YouTube back then, I thought that, you know, the, the instruction was okay. I thought I could do better. And, but the second uh, reason too was to supplement my income because, you know, I had, like I said before, I had hit a ceiling there. I wasn't, I wasn't going to make more money than I was making already. I was teaching eight classes a day between privates and group classes. So, well, let me expand this for more people, you know, on the internet and see how it goes. And and, and then right after that, actually, I started uh, anime leech in 2012. And then my daughter was born in 2013, June 2013. So mm. once my wife told me that she was pregnant, then I said, well, you know what? I have to... Now to take this in a, for real now, you know, because my wife always helped me with the the income, right? She was working hard, always worked hard, and we had a we had a you know a, a good good life. But then she would have to stop working, and it would be all on me, right? And I was like really not much confident you know if i would be, be able to to make the ends meet there but then i said no okay so my i cannot teach more hours than i'm already teaching i'm gonna have to make this mmlh thing work now 
So it was a lot of uh, dedication there to make it work. And, you know, I think that was the biggest reason I started first. It was a combination of everything, you know, like my wife got pregnant right after I, I founded MMA Leach. And of course, when I founded MMA Leach in 2012, it was like nothing, right? It was small, it was like nobody was watching. The YouTube channel had like, I don't know, 10 subscribers really really on the beginning and and it took it took a while you know it took a while to for me to start making money actually it took four years i started making money with mmlh in 2016 so from 2012 from 2012 to 2016 was just me spending or investing my time on mmlh without making any money just creating a fan base and more subscribers more fans in, in you know growing slowly but i wasn't really making any money from that it was it was hard hard times because then my daughter was already born my wife wasn't working as much it was it was tough for us but you know eventually we, we got it together so yeah, I think it was a combination of me trying to help people, me trying to make more money for and support my family, and just everything happened at the same time, you know. So how did you juggle that time, you know, with being a new father, having your wife not able to work as well, and all the pressures being put on you, you know, you're building up a channel, you're learning skills, you know, and you're keeping your jiu-jitsu going, yeah. plus your teaching and stuff like that, you know, what did you learn during this time? How did it change your outlook of things? Yeah, it was like a really life-changing stuff because it was very tough. You know, I almost, we almost, uh, you know, broke up our marriage. It was, it got to a point was really, really hard because, you know, with a new uh, newborn at home, I was completely focused on you know, supporting our family uh, financially, of course. So I was working as much as I could, uh, teaching. And any free time that I had, I would come back home and work on MMA Leach online. So I basically, you know, didn't have much time for my wife and a little bit, and not even for my newborn, to be honest. You know, it was, of course, a little bit, yes, but I couldn't give enough attention as much as i would like and that really kind of almost ruined our marriage you know uh it was very very tough very tough um you know i don't i sometimes i i speak uh, with my wife i don't know how we made it through you know because it was bad it was bad we almost ran out of money we had some money in brazil saved we were about to bring that money from Brazil to here because we had nothing anymore. Um, it was, we really almost uh, hit rock bottom there financially and the relationship just deteriorated, you know, because I wasn't talking to my wife as much. I wasn't giving her attention. She was super busy also with the baby and it was just, a, it's just, and on top of that, we didn't have any family here. It's just me and my wife in the United States. So, you know, we, we had no help, you know, and it was our first 
babies, so we had no idea, we had no experience. So it was all crazy, all at the same time happening. And I was trying to build MMA leads so I could provide to our family. So it was just a mess. And and gladly, you know, we were strong enough to keep going. And then eventually MMA leads started making money and then things started to get better financially the relationship took a while to we had to go to couples therapists work on our stuff at the same time i think um i had to change my my, my kind of my personality i think it changed a little bit because i was always like very chill and you know not really grinding and hustling as hard as I could, I would say, you know, because also I had my wife helping me. So it was both of us, you know, me and my wife are responsible for the income and, and, you know, we had a good time. And then once she stopped working because of the pregnancy, then it was all on me. And then I finally realized that, well, you know, I have to be more aggressive here. I have to really go for it. You know, I cannot wait anymore and chill too much as I used to. And yeah, it really changed. So I think that changed our relationship too because, you know, I went from a more passive uh, husband to a more really active and sometimes aggressive. I had to get this stuff done. So that affected our relationship too. You know, but yeah, finally, you know, uh, nowadays it's, it's way better. We are still working on it, but it's way, way better compared to what went down. You know, uh, the I changed. I had to be more responsible. I had to be like really, I never wanted to be the, the person responsible for the finances, but I had to. And it just... You know, it made me, I think, it made me a better person, a better man, knowing that I can support my family now. You know, I can be fully responsible. And it's it's just, a, it's a, it was a big change for me, mindset-wise. I had to really go for it and live to my potential because I was always felt that I was always a little under my full potential. I never really wanted to to go for it. I don't know for what reason. Maybe I was scared of trying to reach my full potential and then fail, you know, and then, oh, my God, I'm not really that good. But I, I had no other option. I had to go for it. I had to go for it. And I knew that if I was going for it, I knew that I was going to make it. I always knew that if I had to do it, I would do it, but I would always delay, you know, I would always find reasons to not do it. Maybe because I was afraid of failing, like I said. Uh, but yeah, it got to a point where I had nowhere to go anymore. I had to to do it. I had to, you know, make things happen. And I knew, I always knew inside of me that I would be able to do it. It just took, it took a long time and almost <laughs> broke our marriage. But yeah. <laughs> You know, finally, things things are better now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm first of all very glad to say that you've come out and you become stronger from it, mm-hmm. and it's it's very inspiring to see that you can be so open and honest about it. And 
you know, you've said it's made you a better person, and so many guys are scared of therapy, of going and speaking to somebody and asking for help. And it's amazing that you, you know, that you've that you mm. talk so freely about it. How did you find that, like going to the therapy, discussing it? You know, I've done cognitive behavior therapy, like for OCD, and I found it challenging at first. But was it was it helpful to get it out in the open? To did it help and strengthen your relationship by being able to to let it out and not have that energy held in? Even did you find it that the best thing for you? Yeah, I think uh, I think it was very helpful, you know, because again, over the years, kind of we lost me and my wife. We lost the the connection. The communication wasn't as it used to be because basically, for for some time, we had no time, basically, you know, to talk about ourselves, to talk about our relationship, you know. And just start deteriorating. You know, my wife's super busy with the baby. I'm super busy with my work. And then we would get home tired and we had no time to talk. And then we start, you know, holding those stuff inside of you with not letting out. And then it starts accumulating, accumulating, accumulating and explode. At some point, it's going to explode. And we had many <laughs> explosions there, but then. We had no time to figure stuff out. So when we started going through therapy, I think that helped because we had at least one once a week, we have one hour dedicated to just talk about us and talk about what was happening and all this stuff that was, you know, from the, from the previous years, all this stuff that we held back and we, we didn't, say to each other so it was it was a lot of work during those sessions and basically every time that we would go it was so much so much stuff that you know every session it would something else would come up you know something else that was buried down there and it took a while to remove all that stuff out until i think that you know helped helped us a lot and helped me even now to be talking about this because you know it just helped us to be a little more open like you said you know no no uh, reason to be hiding stuff you know especially if you are in a relationship or a marriage you know um I'm, I'm not into that you know to keep hiding stuff or holding you know if something happens you have to say right away and communicate and let the other person know and we didn't do that for many years no, we were just holding because we didn't have time to talk and then after a while you're pissed at your partner and then you one more reason to not talk to them and then it just keeps accumulating and, and bad stuff so the therapy was very very helpful we had that time just for us to talk and try to figure stuff out, you know. And yeah, the, the the therapist there was very helpful. A lot of stuff is just me and my wife talking about, and we kind of eventually we figure out by our, by ourselves, right? The therapist doesn't have to interfere much, but it's just having the opportunity to talk because also, you know, when we are at home and we try to talk because we were so like angry and busy and, and you know 
we didn't have we didn't let the other person talk so my wife would start talking then i would talk on top of that then he would she would talk on top of me and then it was just a mess so going to the therapy helped us to be more you know kind of polite to each other and actually listen to each other without trying to reply right back right listen acknowledge you know see what went wrong how we can fix that so it was really very very helpful and you know then eventually we stopped because our communication our conversation at home was starting to get back you know to a good level again and then nowadays we are not doing anymore not say that we are not gonna do ever again but maybe in the future i don't know but right now we are in a good place we understand each other better we we understand why we did those things to each other and you know is we are in a better place for for sure and helped a lot the therapy helped a lot that's fantastic it, it probably really helped a lot of people listening to hear that you know that like somebody else's experience of doing it because I think a lot of guys are holding issues, you know, they're struggling in relationships because they can't communicate or that you know, they're afraid of going to therapy. They're not sure how it'll come and it's it's good to hear first hand experience, you know, from another person. Um and it's it's definitely something that can really help guys. Mm-hmm. Too many people think it's a sign of weakness to do it and it can be life changing. Yeah. And it's Yeah, yeah. I and I thought too, because my wife told me several times Let's go to the therapy. Let's go to the therapy. And, and I would always say, oh, no, but we can figure it out by ourselves. Or let's just uh, buy a book and read it. Or let's just uh, Google on the internet how we can deal with ourselves better. And, you know, I, I didn't want to go. I felt like it was like, oh, well, why should I go? Can we just talk and figure out, you know, why do we need to go there? But it helped us, you know, just also, I guess, the the relationship you know there is at least in our case me and my wife we had a power shift you know because i was like i said i was a little more passive and not really caring much about uh our finances and not caring much about myself uh, being successful because i always had my wife to complement my income so when you know, she got pregnant, then I had to come up and be more active and more, you know, really the head of the household. And and that changed our relationship too, because I started demanding more stuff. I started being more, you know, I don't even know how to say more, more a man really, you know, taking care of the family. And, you know, that changed the relationship because I felt a little more empowered now. You know, like, okay, so I'm doing this stuff. It's all by myself. You know, you have to respect me. You have to, you know, uh, support me too, you know, and and that changed the relationship. And it, the therapy, we addressed that, you know. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to do at first, but it got to a point where, like, basically... <laughs> You know, she said, okay, so you either do that or, you know, we're going to have to break up because we are not understanding each other. And I was totally, you know, I agree with that. Yes, we are not understanding each other for sure. I thought that we would be able to, but 
you got to a point okay so that's basically our last option let's let's go there let's see what happens and you know gladly it was a good move you know it, it was very helpful well i hope you're all having as much fun listening to this interview as i did actually doing it and um, i just thought now would be a perfect time for a quick break to tell you about some affiliate deals i've currently got going now if you go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates that's www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates if you're listening to this on the podcast if you're on the main um, website homepage click on the blue ribbon at the top and click on affiliate deals or if you're in one of the blog posts itself simply go down to the bottom and you'll find a link to the affiliate scheme there you'll find all these special offers listener exclusive deals and discount codes i've got available there really is something there for everybody doesn't matter if you're buying for yourself a loved one a special occasion secret santa you name it there's something there for everybody there's companies like Onnit, Amazon, MeUndies, Barbell Apparel, Dollar Shave Club, and I'm always adding more and more there. There's outdoor gear, there's tactical gear, there's stuff there that if you want to improve your sex life, there's stuff there if you want to improve your dating life. Definitely check out The Natural by RSD Max. It's one of my favourite things I've ever used, and one of the favourite things I've um, reviewed. There's links to things like DDP Yoga. There's Kenneth Play's awesome new Sex Pro Hacker um, course. You really need to try that. The, the guys um, will be coming up in the podcast in the next few weeks, but his content is amazing. His product is one of the best things I've ever seen. So detailed analysis. It's got broken down actual sex tips, not just talking about it. He demonstrates each and every one of things like oral fingering etc he's an amazing guy i can't wait to get him on the show also check out companies like Onnit who do the cognitive behavioral um stimulant alpha brain that will make you more awake it'll give you more fluidity in your thinking and the way you can sort of present arguments etc there's companies there for everybody there's probably stuff there you didn't even know existed but you'll definitely want to get um like I've said before in other um, episodes, I don't get any information about you or your purchase. All I get is a small commission from the company as a thank you for me sending you to them to shop with them. It comes as a commission from the company itself. I do not get anything, any data about you, your GDPR, etc. is all um, withheld. You don't pay anything extra. The commission comes from the company itself. Um, all I do is I take that money and then I go back, purchase new mics, upgrade the software, upgrade the site, etc. I can't thank you enough for doing it. As you can tell from this episode, I needed a new mic and affiliate sales helped with that purchase. Uh, I really cannot thank each and each of you enough for coming on the site and listening, especially listening to me waffle. I get such a buzz out of doing this. It's helping me become a better man. I hope it's really helping you. And now, let's get back to the interview. Yeah, that's why I loved what you said earlier as well about, um, you know, the change in you as a person to how you were working on your business, how you were motivating yourself and, you know, working to make the money. Because you were, sounded very familiar to myself. Yeah. You know, the, the fact that you're passive, that you knew you could do it when you were pushed, but you kind of sat back if you weren't. And, and then you kind of self-sabotage as you mm-hmm. went along. You know, you can avoid being in the spotlight. How did that change, though? You know, how did uh, was it the fact that you had no other choice? Yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, I think it, you, you said it a uh, uh, good point. I never really liked to be in the spotlight. You know, I never really liked since I was a kid. I was always like, you know, running away. I was always sitting in the back of the room. I didn't want to be the guy. I was very shy, very, very shy, you know. I never wanted to be, and I I think that uh, was uh, transferred to our to my marriage because I I never wanted to be the responsible person for everything, you know. Okay, let my wife do it. So I just complement our income, and I was like that. I didn't want that uh, responsibility, but I think yeah, I didn't have any other option actually was also a lack of confidence because really deep inside of me i knew that i could do it i knew that i could do it but i didn't have the confidence i was like well what if what if i'm wrong what what if i do it and it doesn't work you know what if uh, no i'm gonna be like oh my god i'm really you know i'm worthless you know i cannot do anything you know so I didn't want to get to that point. That's why also it took a while for me to actually um, start MMA Leech. I had the idea before, but I didn't want to start because I, I thought to myself, well, but it's just the fear, right? The lack of confidence. What if I start and it doesn't work? Then, you know, oh, it's just going to confirm that I suck, you know? <laughs> I and. I always had that, you know, is is the, the lack of confidence, but really I would say kind of deep inside because I had done other things in the past, of course. When I really, really wanted deep, I knew that I could do it. I was just like waiting, 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 waiting. Maybe I don't have to do it so I don't have the risk of failing. Maybe trying to, you know, like you said, self-sabotage, not actually doing, but, you know... You know, I knew I knew that I could do it. Also, one thing that changed was even in jiu-jitsu, even uh, training. Since I was a white belt, I was already doing well, you know, against the higher belts. But I never really had the confidence to compete. I never had the confidence to really perform in front of everybody. I, I didn't want that spotlight again, right? So... Things changed when, you know, I started competing and training a little harder. I had many opportunities, many tournaments. I took second place because I didn't push hard enough or I was happy enough being in the finals. So things changed when I won the world champ- the Nogi World Championships in the Masters Division when I was a brown belt. Uh, that really gave me the confidence that, yeah, you know what, actually I can do stuff, you know, because in that tournament, uh, it was only three people, me and two others. So I, I lost the first match, actually. I lost because I actually didn't push myself enough. I didn't push it because... It was only three people. I said, well, I already got my bronze medal here. So eh, it's fine. Bronze medal in the world. Uh, no gi. That's kind of pretty good. So I didn't push myself. So I lost the first match. And because it was three people only, I had to fight again. 
So on my second match, I fought the other guy of the bracket. And I was like, okay, if I lose again, it's fine because, you know, I already got my bronze medal and stuff. But then we started and the guy really kind of basically smacked me on my face, right? He clubbed on my neck really hard. And then I was, oh, okay, okay, maybe, you know, he's, you know, he just miscalculated, right? And then, okay, boom, again, boom, second time. Then again, boom, third time. Then I got pissed off. <laughs> I got pissed off and I said, no, now, now you, you are going to take it too, you know? And then it was basically one of the first times that I really went for it with everything that I had. And then I beat the guy and then I went to the final and I beat the first guy that had beat me before. So after that day, I, I felt like, okay, you know, I think I just have to be pushed <laughs> a little harder so I can do my stuff, you know, because I was too comfortable or too like too lazy or too chill to do stuff. And so I either was being pushed with outside forces or I had to push myself from the inside. And that's what I learned, you know. At that moment, at that event, I was pushed by the other guy that I had to, you know, I just got angry and I actually did what I had to do. But then nowadays, it's more like I find that within me that I don't need, you know, wait for outside sources. I can find that drive and that hustling inside of me uh, and I can do by myself. I know if I do everything right, if I train, if I do everything that I had to do, I know that I can perform everywhere, right? Online or in tournaments with my business, whatever. So yeah, I just got sidetracked a little bit, I guess. But No, I love that. I mean, how would you explain that to somebody who's maybe just on the cusp of it? You know, because like, I'm very similar, whereas I'll be training sometimes and my heart just won't be in it and somebody will, somebody will beat me in a role who yeah. I know I could have been or I'll self-sabotage or I'll, you know, I'll let a fat when a choke's just yeah. going on because yeah. it's uncomfortable, but it's not painful. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a way to teach that, do you think? You know, it's it, that's a hard thing to say because... You know, I can only uh, talk about myself because uh, I always, like I said, I always knew that I had the potential. I always knew because, you know, I could feel in all areas, not only in jiu-jitsu, but in school, the online business, whatever. I always knew that I had the potential, but I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't pushing myself. And... You know, in my case, I think basically it was just life events happening at the same time. Like, I basically had no other option. I had to push myself. And, you know, at the end of the day, of course, I was glad that that happened because maybe I was waiting for that uh, opportunity, you know. Like, I had nowhere to go. I cannot run away anymore. I had to do it. Okay, so let's do it. So... <laughs> I think it was a, a a bit of the personality personality there, you know, like always trying to delay a little bit to see if you really need to do that, you know. And in my case, it was a little bit of, a, uh, you know, 
lack of self-confidence a little bit just the, the the fear of failure like okay kind of deep inside i know that i can do it but what if i can't like what if i'm wrong what if you know like what if i'm not really that good as much as i think i am you know so i think it's more like a mental battle really and you know you have to really start doing you know once you start doing the stuff that you want to do it then it, it like it's like a, a snowball you know you you know you keep getting better you keep getting better keep getting better and then you know if you have a if you can analyze and and reflect about your mistakes you know anytime that you have a mistake you understand that well it's it's just a mistake it's just i failed here but it it's not going to stop me i'm going to keep going you know and that's i think it's more like a mindset and that's also what happened to me with the mma leech in my online business because for the like i said for the first four years i didn't make a penny but at but at the same time also i wasn't pushing hard enough you know i was doing that for four years but not doing as much as i could do so one it got to a point where with the marriage to you know with my daughter getting older and our running out of money then i said okay well you know what there's no other option i have to do this stuff and then i did it so and nowadays you know it changed a lot because I know that I have, I I can reach, I can access that inside of me. Like, well, when it's time to go, I'm gonna go. I know I can do it, and I know if I fail, it's just a, you know temporary. If I keep working, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be able to reach what I want. So, I think what changed was the confidence for me. You know, I know that I can do it now for real. <laughs> I know that whatever I put my mind into, I can do it and I can accomplish. Before, it was just inside of me. Now, it is inside of me and I was able to actually do it. So, you know, I think it's a mindset, confidence. You have to do it and really push it until you get it done. Once you get it done one time, then everything else is easy because you already did it. So. And that, for me, probably the the biggest uh, confidence booster was winning that world championships. That, oh, okay, I actually can't do this stuff. I can. I always dreamed of winning a big tournament, and that was the first big tournament that I won. And I was like, yeah, you know, if I really push and I dedicate myself and I, you know, do what I'm supposed to do, I can. I can win. I can succeed. So then I just transferred that into everything else, you know. And but that first breakthrough is is hard because you kind of you're always doubting yourself. You're always like, well, I don't know if I really can do it. I don't know if I'm good enough, or what if the other person is better, or you know, too much stuff going inside of your your head. But once you really are focused and you're determined, I think you know it's just a matter of time. It's weird because even though I'm interviewing you, it's like you're talking to me and I'm picking up all the like the, the mental hang-ups I've got. 
as you're helping me work my way through them because I've got even at Blue Belt now I'm still doing a lot of this stuff and it's it's so refreshing to hear that even like somebody at your level goes through this and you know I'm trying to make this podcast a business and mm-hmm. to hear that you've turned MMA leech into a struggle into a juggernaut it's so inspiring you know we've been on for almost an hour and I've not even touched any of the jiu-jitsu stuff because <laughs> yeah. we've covered, you know, yeah, stuff yeah, about yeah. your relationship, about the therapy, the helping, the opening up, the self-sabotage. You know, this this is the stuff I really love to find out about people because it blows me away to, yeah. and it teaches me so much how to fix it and it inspires because you can see even the greats have it as well. I mean, the best way of approaching jiu-jitsu, in your opinion, then, is going in with the kind of mindset you outlined a minute ago mm-hmm. is that what turns somebody from a good jiu-jitsu practitioner to great yeah i i think so i think uh and that's for everything right you have to really pour your heart on this stuff that you are doing that you really want to do it now it also depends right because for example i know that for many many of my students they don't have any desire of competing and being a world champion and being this and being that they just want to go there to learn jiu-jitsu to have fun that's their physical activity that's their hobby they get in shape so i think it varies from people to people and a lot of people too like i see that through my students they you know they have full-time jobs they have family jiu-jitsu is not really the main thing for them even though they yeah Everybody would like to, you know, to be a, you know, a killer on the mats, right? Everybody for sure. Nobody likes to get smashed and get choked out on every class. But, you know, if the drive is not there, it's hard, you know, it's hard to be really great. I have one guy, one of my students, his name is Daniel. He's a big time online marketer he helps me a lot with my stuff with my business and he's just like online marketing is his stuff right he's like he's really good really really good he has like a real business like a a million dollar business and he's passionate about jiu-jitsu too but he can't compete with jiu-jitsu right his main thing is his business his main thing is his his uh company so even though and he's he's really uh extremist you know he does i see him doing the best that he can when he's at the gym he's an animal he he competes he competed a bunch of times as a white belt and having his business like uh at the top it's really, really hard, you know, to manage several things and trying to be great at several things at the same time. It's it's very hard. It's almost impossible. Maybe you can be great at two things at the same time, but, you know, it's hard, you know, because you cannot focus. You don't have the time. You cannot dedicate yourself as much. So, but anyways, I would say anytime that's, you know, for those people, right, that they have, jiu-jitsu is not their main thing. Anytime that you go to the gym, you try to do, try to do your best, right? Try to do your best. And, of course, it helps if you watch 
videos online, if you watch instructions, if you go to mmlh.com and watch my videos, if you, you know, if you work out and to supplement your training, yes, everything helps. But to be great, I think it's it's a, just a different level. It's just a level of commitment, right? It's hard to be great at jiu-jitsu if you train two times a week. You can be great, but it's going to take a long time, you know? Probably after you are a black belt, you know? With the consistency, let's say ten years of or fifteen years of training twice a week, yes, you're gonna get good too. Just it takes long. It's over time. It's the consistency of the training, right? But yeah, if you wanna be great, faster, and at the highest level, it you have to commit yourself, just like anything else. If you wanna be a millionaire, well, you know focus on that focus on your work focus on your job it's hard to have time for anything else uh you know productive time of course you have to go to the gym and do other stuff but to be high level at the other stuff is hard because to be high level you also need full commitment you know and that's that's not easy to do two or three things at the same time it's, it's very hard so how did you take MMA leech then to the next level? You know, how did you take it world class? And you know, because it's such a kind of market now. There seems to be fifty thousand YouTube coaches teaching jujitsu. How have you made MMA leech? I mean, the quality of the videos is amazing. You know, you answer questions. It's like you, it's like you're reading my mind. You did, like I didn't even know I had the question at that point, and you're answering it. And you know, you're getting different levels of understanding as you progress your jiu-jitsu, but how did you take it from, you know, that initial spark and get through the charter and make it stand out for the quality that it is? You know, was there a philosophy to it or was it just pouring your heart into every day? Yeah, I think, uh, for example, right now, uh, MMA Leech, it's... uh, I would say it's great if we compare from the where it started, right? Because it started really from zero. But I'm not really satisfied. I want MMH to be way bigger, a bigger brand, a bigger YouTube channel, a bigger Facebook page, bigger income for my family. So I was actually debating that with my wife the other day because... I think, you know, right now I'm not spending as much time as I could on MMA Leech. I'm not pouring that much energy because I have other stuff to do. It's not only MMA Leech. It's me going to the gym and teaching my group classes and teaching my uh, private classes. And now, of course, I have my daughter too. I have to split some time for my family too. I have to take her to school and all that stuff. So the family balance, it's okay. It, 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 I can deal with that. Uh, we are, I already talked to my wife. We have some schedule now. It, that's not going to interfere with the business. And it should not, right? We should have a schedule for our family too. Otherwise, we are just like robots working and not enjoying anything. So that's one part. The second part is that if I want to make uh, MMA Leech grow more, probably I'm going to have to teach less at the gym. 
So that's, uh, I don't know yet what's going to happen. I'm still talking to my wife and see what we decide. Maybe I'm starting to get her more involved with MMA Elite so she can help me, you know, maybe edit some videos or maybe she's going to be part of the videos. Uh, I'm trying to, I always, you know, she's not really, um, she doesn't do jujitsu much. I teach her some stuff over the years. I have taught her over the years, but she never really went to a official class. She trained with me a little bit. So it would be awesome if she could start training jujitsu, of course, with me in the classes there. So she can learn, she can help me now, she can be the person that I demonstrate the techniques on, right, the, the dummy. So I think that's probably going to be the next step to take MMA leads to the next level because, you know, it would be great if you were, me and my wife were living in, in a place where we had our own mats, I can shoot anytime that I want, shoot videos, shoot instructionals. Anytime that I had an idea, I can go there and shoot because right now the way it is, you know, I basically, my content is when I am, I generate content when I'm at the gym, after the classes, I ask my students to shoot a video and this and that. So I'm a little bit behind. It could be better. I could be uh, offering more content, growing my business more if I was, uh, you know, if I had more time actually to work on my business. So I'm still deciding. I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel that I'm going to have to make some changes. I'm going to have to probably invest more on my MMLH, on my online business, which is, by the way, the my main income, right? My main income comes from MMLH. So um you know i have to invest more time to make it to grow it bigger and probably less time at the gym teaching the classes even though when i teach the group classes there or even the private classes at the gym it helps me to have ideas right i have to have that feedback from the students help me to create new courses to help uh, my teaching to be sharp and all of that but it kind of, you know, it gets on the way too. So I have to balance that out a little better. Um, still trying to figure out, but it probably is going to be that way. Probably going to have to reduce the classes at the gym so I can focus on, on the online stuff. I mean, that's a good thing, though. It, it means you could, you know, you're building a relationship by building a business. You know, if you're bringing <laughs> her in, you're sharing the kind of the experience, the, the brand. But you're also then still got the gym to have your like your working groups, your feedbacks from students, and you know you're still in the mix of the jujitsu. It sounds like a perfect world to be honest. It's I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's definitely a part of the the whole thing. <laughs> Me being at the gym and teaching because I also then I can train myself, right? I, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to be shooting instructional videos and I, I stop training. I don't even, I'm fat and I'm big belly and I cannot even do anything. I cannot even demonstrate a technique because I'm not training. My timing is all off. I cannot move myself or my body. So yeah, being at the gym, teaching and training is really essential. It's part of the, the, the business. 
Uh, and like you said, you know, after all those years uh, with problems in the marriage, now bringing her to the business, it's just like a, it's a good thing, you know, it's going to help to strengthen our, our marriage and, and, you know, I couldn't that I couldn't do that before because of our relationship, but now things are better, uh, you know. And I think every everything is coming together, and probably it's gonna be a new phase now, not only on our relationship but the business, because you know everything now is coming together instead of you know getting destroyed as it was before. It's just crazy. I love that. Well, I've just noticed we're over our time, and I um, I know you're really busy, mm-hmm. but I've been I've been blown away by how open and honest and sort of vulnerable you've been tonight, and this is the stuff that's really helping guys, you know, with their transformations, their changes, and I can't thank you enough for doing it. Um, I mean, I really want to have you back on to talk about, you know, like what made you a world class jiu-jitsu practitioner and all that, and really talk about the business as well. So I'd love to have you on again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been phenomenal to make connections. Hopefully, I'll have a better mic by that point. <laughs> um, but just that's all good i've got just got two quick questions as we tie off and then we could if you know what would you say is the um, the go home message of this if you had to sort of wrap up everything we've been discussing tonight in a kind of take home message you know what, what do you think it would be i think you know i would i, I think i would say you know go for it you know don't wait don't second guess yourself okay don't self-sabotage yourself if you think you can do it go there and do it you know it might not work at first it might be you know it might have several obstacles and several failures before it, it works but you know don't wait until it's you know it you know it's you have to do it, you know, do it before than that, you know, uh, try to, you know, I know it's hard, it's, it's easier said than done, but, you know, uh, believe in yourself, try it, go for it, you know, don't wait until things uh, explode and you have no other choice, you know, that happened to me. And of course, now everything is good and great and, you know, but, I went through some really hard years just because I didn't want to do the work, you know, that I knew I could do it. I was just afraid of doing it. And, you know, it got to a point where I had no other choice. So I would say from my experience and what I can tell you is, you know, don't let get to that point, you know, start earlier. You know, if you believe, if you have a dream, if you have something that you really like, go for it. and. At the same time, like, you know, you got to go 100%. You you have to commit yourself. You know, if you go 50%, 70%, probably it's not going to work. So go for it. Dive into it, uh, you know, as early as you can because you can get the benefits uh, earlier too, you know. And just just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Don't worry if it doesn't work, if you have persistence, if you believe in yourself, if you know it's the right thing to you, if it's your dream, go there and do it. If it fails, you do it again until it works. You know, if you don't give up, it will work. 
I, I love that it's, it's so succinctly put and again it's like you're talking to me and you know I think just from this alone you're going to help so many guys who are maybe having problems in the relationships problems with their business guys are holding off creating you know their own their own like world world class product or whatever you know that's self sabotage you're going to help so many people on so many different levels with this so we've got to go back on at some point and do the jiu-jitsu stuff uh, building your business etc how can people follow you you know get in touch with your social media come to the gym if you offer that get personal training with you yeah how can we keep in touch with like emily leach and what's coming up yeah you can always uh thanks for the kind of words you can always go to mmaleach.com i have everything there all my courses are there you know i just released a new course called god recovery fundamentals where I covered uh, gi, no gi, and self-defense too, you know, that I learned directly from my coach, Fabrizio Verdun. Some really, really good stuff. And you can follow me too on YouTube, right? MMA Leech. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm really, uh, uh, I'm more active on Facebook. I'm always posting some stuff every day. You know, Instagram, not as much. YouTube, maybe once a week. But yeah, you guys can follow me there. If you guys like my style of teaching, check out my my courses at MMAleach.com. I have six courses now. And, you know, I always enjoy talking to people and, and replying when they send me mail questions about the courses that they bought and you know, I'm always ready to help. You know, send me questions through email, send me questions through my YouTube channel, and I will uh, make sure that I answer that. No problem. Well, I cannot thank you enough for this. It's been eye-opening. It's been helpful. You've got me already motivated and fired up and overcoming some of the BS that I was holding me back with. And I cannot wait, you know, for the marks for getting <laughs> back into the site. Yeah. The floor is open to you. Is there anything you would like to mention, anything you'd like to promote? Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, no, just again, if you guys want to check my work, go to mmlh.com, check my courses, check my YouTube channel. I would like to thank you for the opportunity uh, and wish you all the the best. And everybody has some, some BS in their minds, I guess. And, you know, like I said, as soon as you get rid of that, you know, the better. Don't wait too long. Don't wait until you're 65 years old because, you know, it's going to be harder and harder. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.